Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. Well, I'd like to turn your attention to the letter to the Ephesians. The letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2. The letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2. Saints, in the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, we're going to look at a very familiar passage of scripture. Amen. Found in Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 8, amen, we will find our scripture text of emphasis for today. And would everyone who can please stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 8. Amen. You will find these words. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Saints of God, today I just want to talk to you for a few moments from the thought, it was grace after all. It was grace after all. Uh, this letter to the Ephesians, amen, was written by the apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, one who knew suffering. He knew what it meant to go through. Amen. And, and it is good, amen, that this is the same letter, amen, that we are studying during our Bible study time because we have a context in which to work. Amen. We know that, that the thrust of this particular letter is found in the third verse of the first chapter. Amen. It has been our memory verse. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So the writing of this letter was all about explaining the spiritual blessings that come from God. But since God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, Paul can only itemize so many. But as we find with the reading of this letter that the so many is enough. 
Amen. There is so much good, so much blessing, so much richness that comes from the blessings of Almighty God that just are itemized by Paul. Amen. We will spend a lifetime. Amen. Unpacking and beginning to really get our hands on what these spiritual blessings really mean. And so we find ourselves in the second chapter. I want to emphasize that when this letter was originally written, it was a letter. So it did not have chapters. It flowed from front to back. Amen. And so what was, what was read at the beginning has a complete thought that flows through the entire letter. Amen. Even though we break it down into chapters, amen, when it was originally written, it was a letter. So we have six chapters, amen, but the overall thought starts in verse 3, and that is unpacked all the way through the end of chapter 6. But today, I, I want to focus on uh, just one aspect of this letter, amen, that Paul wanted the Ephesian believers to get a grip with. The, the Ephesians were a Gentile church, amen. They did not start with the, with the auspices of Israel. They did not start coming up out of Egypt, no. They were formed and they were um, planted during the New Testament period after Pentecost. So the Ephesian church, being a Gentile church, did not have all of the background, amen, that the Israelites had. But in the same token that God had revealed to them that a foundation had been built, amen, on the prophets and the apostles whose chief cornerstone is Jesus Christ. And this one of the foundational things about a new life in Jesus Christ is found starting in verse 8. It was grace after all. Uh, verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is by grace, it's by the God's resources at Christ's expense that we've been saved. Uh, this, is, this is free, but it wasn't cheap. Amen. It's free to us, but it cost Jesus Christ his life. It cost the life of God's son, God's resources at Christ's expense. He was expended on a cross on the outside of the walls of Jerusalem in a place called Golgotha's Hill. He was expended in a place that meant the hill of the skull. It was a, a deathly place. It was a dismal place. But it was a place necessary for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that would be a once and for all sacrifice for all sin of all the world. And today we ought to be in a praise mode in realizing that Jesus has paid it all. We ought not be walking around with our heads down, amen, and we ought not be walking as if we have no hope. We have a hope and we have a lasting uh, destiny that is set in Jesus Christ because he's finished the work that needed to be done, amen. And so it was... By grace, after all, amen, that we have been saved, and it was through faith. Remembering the words of the writer of Hebrews who said that 
Uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You see, the faith that brings about the grace that saves us is a faith that's not by sight. It's not a faith that allows you to see that you have to take it by faith, which means that you cannot see it, but you have to believe it. Amen. The Christian walk is a walk of faith. It's a walk that you can't put a pencil to it all. You can't do calculations. You can't use a measuring stick because God cannot be measured. And his grace and his mercy abound so much that there is no measure of all the world that can measure the height, the breadth, and the depth of God's grace. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I need every bit of his grace. Amen. Because every time I turn around and I think that I'm on the right path, somehow I get off and I do things that I shouldn't be doing. And then that which I should be doing, that's not what I end up doing. So I need the grace of God to keep me going in the right direction. And God's grace comes alongside and builds me back up, turns me around and places my feet back on solid ground. Is there a witness in the house today that can say that the Lord does that in their lives as well? Amen. Amen. So we look at our text and we see that that is not of ourselves. See, God never meant salvation to come through man. Amen. God never meant for salvation nor his grace to be something that man could say came out of himself. See, sometimes the, the, the um, Pharisees began to believe that, that, that their salvation was of works. But God so poignantly explained, amen, through the Apostle Paul in the fourth chapter, amen, of Romans, that, 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 that Abraham's salvation did not come through circumcision, but it came through grace. It was before circumcision was instituted that God said, because Abraham believed, he accounted unto him righteousness. And today I want you to know that there's nothing you can do, amen, to earn salvation. It doesn't matter what you do, how many charities you give to, how many old ladies you help across the street, no matter how many nursing homes, no matter how many homeless shelters or wherever you go, you cannot earn salvation. But what you can do is by faith receive the gift of grace from the Lord and that he will do a new thing inside of you. And as a result of what God has already done in you, then you respond in like kind by doing for others. So you don't do the good things that you do in life, amen, charities and other ministry, amen, because you are earning salvation, but because you do this out of a heart of gratefulness because salvation has already been given to you as a gift. Amen. Amen. It's a gift. And so we don't do the things we do because we want to be saved. Well, we do the things we do because we've been saved. Amen. Are y'all tracking with me today? Amen. And so when we look at the text, he says it is the gift of God. And there is no other and no greater gift than that a man layeth down his life for his friends. Amen. And Jesus said, I call you friends. And he laid down his life on that old rugged cross. And he was on that cross 
from the third to the ninth hour and he died. He finished the work, the atoning work on the cross for the remission of sin. The Bible said there is no remission of sin unless there is shedding of blood. And the blood of Jesus was shed for the sins of the world. Amen. Past, present, and future. Ain't that good news, y'all, today? Amen. And the text doesn't stop there. For he says in the text, he says, Not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, there's no boasting in salvation. There's no boasting in the grace of God unless you're boasting on the Lord. Uh, we can't boast upon ourselves and start looking at ourselves and reading our own newspaper clippings and start talking about how good we are and how bad somebody else is. And I know when we're sitting here today in this context, amen, we say, oh, I wouldn't think that way. But no, life sneaks up on you. You're out on the marketplace, in the street, you're talking with folks, you're seeing things happening, watching the news, and before you know it, you're looking at somebody and saying, how could they do that? How could they stoop so low? I never do such a thing. And some people who have said that, amen, have found out that they've done just that thing. And I contend today that in everyone in here, from the pulpit to the back door, has the potential to be a mass murderer. Every one of us in here has a bent on the inside that is evil. But because of the grace of God, we have not been what we could be. Amen. Because of the grace of God, a sergeant at arms that keeps us from doing heinous crimes, amen, that would be so egregious in the world, amen. It's because of the grace of God. There's nothing in us keeping us except the Lord, amen. And so we must continue to be reminded of this fact when we look at what's going on with somebody else. That we need the same grace, amen, that they need. And that we should have hearts of gratefulness that God has given it to us and be proudful about them. We ought to sprinkle some love and prayerfulness over folks who are going through, over folks who are caught up in drug abuse and alcoholism, over folks who, who have done wrong, murderers and, and thieves. And, and these people, amen, are really just like us. The only difference is that we have been blessed with the grace of God. So we ought to have hearts of compassion toward them, praying for them and, and, and seeking the Lord to see how God might use us in making a change in their lives. Not looking down our noses because it's by grace, after all, that we'll say. Nowhere in this text thus far do you see anything about what we did in grace. What we did in salvation is salvation is of the Lord. In the Old Testament, I believe in the, in the book of Micah, that they talked about how he looked down into the world and he looked for an advocate. He looked for a mediator, but he couldn't find one. He looked for somebody that could be a go-between, but there wasn't one to be found. So the Lord said he rolled up his own sleeves, put on salvation, and came down himself to be the mediator between God and man. Because man 
man was hopelessly lost and into that destitution and desperation of sin. Amen. And everybody in here today has not at one point been saved. And everybody in here today, if they be truthful, that they had nothing to do with their salvation. But it was the call of God into their lives that he is the one who brings us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Ain't that all right, saints, today? Amen. But God is not done yet. Look at the text as I get ready to come to a close in this short message. Look at the text in verse 10. He says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I, I want you to know everything you have been, everything you are, and everything you ever shall be is because of the Lord. Amen. Nowhere in this text, amen, sister kid, have we seen where we have pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps and we have picked up a book and learned all uh, the, the intricacies of salvation and how to shape and remake ourselves into the image of his darling son. No, the text says that we are his. His referring to God's workmanship. It is he that is the potter and we are the clay. But the clay does not tell the potter how to be shaped. The potter tells the clay how to be shaped. And sometimes when the potter is making that uh, clay vessel, sometimes it gets marred. Amen. And the mar is so severe that it has to be broken and put back together again. I want to contend today that every one of us has been marred so bad by sin that God has had to break us and put us back together again. He has had to make us and reshape us. He's had to turn us around. He has to place our feet on solid ground. We don't have the faculty to understand how to be all that God wants us to be, but it is God working his will in our life to shape us into that which he has called us to be. Everything we have been, everything we are and ever shall be. We look back in appreciation. We look forward to eager anticipation of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So saints of God, you know that the business has been fixed because it was grace after all. Because look at the text. The text says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, we weren't created for bad works. We were created for good works. Amen. But look at when the creation was done, which God prepared beforehand. Uh, these words here, prepared beforehand, there's a big theological term for this. And we've been studying it in uh, Bible study. Amen. And that big theological term is predestination. It is the idea before we ever was, God already did. Before we ever existed, God already destined us to a particular destination. Do you know before God said, let there be? 
that we were already in his mind. Do you know before he said, let there be light, and that he put the substance of the earth and all of the firmaments, that we were already in God's mind. God already knew how we were going to come and how we were going to go. He set forth a path of good works that we should walk in them. But I'm here today to caution us in letting you know that God is still a gentleman. God is not looking for robots. He is looking for a people that will decide to love him. He has given us everything in salvation to now make the decision to love on the Lord. But we show our love toward the Lord in our obedience. Amen. So God has made a path of good works that we should walk in them, but God allows us, amen, to make the decision whether or not to do right or to do wrong, whether to do the works or whether to deny the works. So as we go through the days of our lives, we must uh, uh, evaluate every opportunity that's put before us. We must make sure that we're not shutting off something that God wants turned on. Amen. Or we're not turning on something that God won't shut off. Amen. And you can't get this unless you seek the Lord. You can't do it in your own strength. You can't figure it out on your own time because your logic defies the logic of God. When we think we're going the right way, God said, no, that's not where I wanted you to go. This morning in Sunday school, we looked at how Amen. That we can have a good idea. Amen. And it is an idea that God is behind, but he's not behind that idea for you to do it, but for someone else to do it. See, God is such a big God. As Paul says, oh, how unsearchable are the ways of the Lord and his judgments past finding out. So saints of God, today, as I close on this message, I want us to remember that it is grace after all. Amen. It is the grace of God that, that makes us into who we are today. And that we must not forget that we are to look at the world as God sees the world. We must look at every boy and every girl, every woman and every man in need of the same grace that has been afforded unto us. We need to look at the world as Jesus sees the world. For the Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that the whosoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. that God has predestined you to be a witness unto this dying world. There's little boys and little girls that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. There's wayward men and wayward women who need to hear the plan for your life. But should you walk in it, you have to make the decision that I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to be a witness in season and out of season. I'm going to show
share the gospel when the option of the Holy Ghost is given unto me. For the explicit purpose of building the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God be built. Because on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, on the foundation of Jesus Christ, there is a structure being built every day. Its components is men, women, boys, and girls, just like you and me, that were lost in sin, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But one day, the master of the sea heard our despairing cry, and now The doors of the church are open. There just might be somebody here today, amen, who has been struggling, amen, with the call of God on their lives. There is a time and there is a place to give your life to the Lord. And that time is right now. You don't want to wait another minute, another second, another hour because that's not promised. But all you have is right now. Don't miss your opportunity because the day is the day of salvation. Come and let the Lord do in you what you cannot do for yourself. Let the grace of God pour over you and change you and rearrange you. Let him fix the marred spaces and the marred places and break you and put you back together again. It is what we all need, amen. But if you have not, now is the time to come to the Lord today. There is a name
from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to Wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's Castbox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings. And hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast. And for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.